Welcome to The 8 Billion Project, where we're on a mission to make an impact by discovering and sharing the purpose of every person on this planet. I'm your host, Lisa Florida. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The 8 Billion Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Florida. And today I've got a very special near and dear guest to, to me. I have Dr. Timothy. Timothy Miller, excuse me about that, who's a naturopathic physician, licensed acupuncturist, and registered aromatherapist. He is a graduate of the National College of Natural Medicine in Portland, Oregon. Dr. Miller is a chemistry nerd. He is fascinated by the, by the chemistry found in natural world, fueled by the abundant, potent, and unique components within aromatherapy. Dr. Miller has sought to understand how essential oils act on the body and identify which clinical applications are best incorporated into practice. Welcome, Dr. Timothy Miller, to the 8 Billion Podcast. Thanks for being a guest today on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to be here. (laughs) Well, first, you know, actually, a lot of people probably, I know Dr. Timothy, Timothy Miller through a a mastermind group with Brandon T. Adams. So shout out to Brandon T. Adams for this introduction. But in a short span of time, Timothy and I have become such close friends. Um, And we, I had asked him to become a guest because I think it's great what he's done in his career and where he's going to go. And so I'd like to share what he's going to be, you know, doing, but do you want to give us a little bit of background other than your short bio that I sent um, as to what you do as a career and potentially, you know, we'll go for it. We'll start with that. Perfect. Yeah. So you know, I kind of feel like right now I'm a little bit of a jack of all trades, kind of got my hands in a couple of different pots. Um, but primarily, I'm the owner and founder of Naturopathic CE, which is an online continuing education platform. So we make natural medicine coursework available to practitioners, to home users, to everyone so that they can learn the most about natural medicine and um, start using it for themselves, their families, their patients, etc. So that's been one of the things that I'm really passionate about because I love teaching, I love learning, and I love sharing really good information with people so they can choose the best choices for themselves with their health. Um, And also, um, in the past, I've been a private practitioner. I've worked one-on-one with people uh, with acupuncture, with naturopathic medicine, which is very near and dear to my heart. I believe very deeply in the philosophy of natural medicine and, and all the possibilities that therein lies for those who choose to explore that route for themselves. Um, And part of the reason why I joined the mastermind group that you mentioned is, you know, to really expand my own, one of the things that I am passionate beyond anything in this world is personal growth and the ability that we have, regardless of the circumstances that we are presented to us in life, that we experience in life, our ability to choose something different for ourselves. And so I am incredibly passionate about personal growth, about emotional intelligence, and having had my own journey down that road over the past, you know, several to 10 years, especially, it's been an incredible focus of mine. I now want to step into this new arena of working with people in that capacity through live programs, through one-on-one coaching, you know, group coaching, different services to support people in their own journey of transformation, their own journey of personal growth, and really the journey of being able to bring alive that which is within them 
so that they can live with purpose, live with passion. Yeah, feel the fire, feel alive, do the things. You know, that is what feels so real to me and um, is what I want to bring to the table. And that's how and why, you know, I'm making this change and the way in which I'd like to work with people moving forward. No, that's amazing. And we're going to, we're going to definitely get there. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I, no, I absolutely love your energy. That's exactly why I, you know, I was so excited to actually have you um, as a guest. But have people asked you why you didn't go into the MD route, the medical doctor, because you definitely have all the skill sets, intelligence to go down that route. And I'm not saying that there's anything. No, I get it. I, I wanted to know what is the shift between a lot of people, well, maybe your own opinion of why you chose naturopathic to, you know, to go down the naturopathic medicine route as opposed to the Western medicine. Oh my gosh. It's such, it's such a great question. It's such a great question. I'm so glad you asked that. And, you know, my, my, uh, in, in college. So I first discovered naturopathic medicine when I was in high school. Okay. I'll give you my two second story. And that is, you know, my grandmother, Freddie, I loved her more than anything in the world, most wonderful woman on the planet, like so warm and kind and sweet. And we were so close. And, you know, uh, as she was aging, she was going through health problems of her own, right? And, you know, between all the healthcare system things, and I'm not blaming anyone, but she just didn't have the quality of life as she was aging. And she was on this pill to combat this side effect and this pill to combat this side effect. And she was just in pain. She was just in pain and she was suffering. And, you know, for her specifically, most of the diseases of which she suffered were chronic disease, lifestyle change, you know, stuff. And so I felt this uh, very intense purpose was born out of that experience with her of not wanting this to happen to anyone else. The philosophy of this style of medicine for acute disease, right, is absolutely amazing. Oh my gosh, if I get have to, if I have something traumatic happen to me, like take me to the ER, inject me with whatever drugs you need to do, do whatever surgery you need to do, like I want to get through this. However, for someone like my grandmother with chronic disease, that's not necessarily a super area of focus for conventional medicine. There, there may be better tools, often there are, that can be used. And so this started, you know, in high school, started opening up my eyes to different possibilities. I started doing research I approached my science teachers and I was like, hey, like, I'm, I love science. I'm pretty darn smart. I want to help people. But I don't think that going down this conventional route is really for me because it does, the style or philosophy doesn't resonate with me. Right. And, you know, uh, my, my teacher then led me down to the road of homeopathy, which if anyone knows anything about homeopathy, it's, I mean, I'm super passionate about it now, but also at that time, it was a very foreign concept. And I was like, heck no, I'm not doing homeopathy. That's crazy. But it led me to this route of naturopathic medicine. And so um, I then became a man on a mission. I, like, I, I knew from that moment, as soon as I found that on the internet, that I was going to become a naturopathic doctor. Like that was it, done, like clear. And so, you know, I already then in high school started researching like the medical schools that I was going to go to. Like, I was, you know, before I was even in college, I was just like, my life plan was like, boom, done. But to sort of answer your question, um, I digress. 
you know, even in college, like I graduated top of my class in college. Like I was smart kid. Like I was really academically, you know, I was into it. I worked really hard. And so many of my faculty members are like, dude, why are you going down this naturopathic route? Like you should be, you should become a medical doctor. Like you should become a conventional medicine. Like you've got what it takes, you know, all the things. And I really, especially when people I deeply respected and trusted who were like my mentors in this program were really questioning my own, you know, thought process. I really had to sit deeply with myself and be like, what do you want to create here? You know, what is the route, the path that I want for my life? And what is going to be the best route of doing that? And in sitting with myself, the thing that became clear to me was, look, I could go down this MD route. I could be trained with all these tools. I could have the credibility. I could have the, you know, the, the ease of access, you know, insurance, um, money's not going to be an issue, you know, like all the certainty that therein lies. Or I can go down this kind of road less traveled where it's going to be a little bit more of an uphill battle. I'm going to maybe have to have a different experience with credibility. I'm going to have to have a different experience with, you know, entrepreneurship and, you know, working my way through that. But at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? This is my life. I've only got one of them, you know, that I know of. And I'm here, I know what I want, and I want to be deeply trained in this philosophy of natural medicine. I want to help people. And if I spend four plus years of my life going down this other road, I am not going to have that entrainment of this philosophy. Yes, there may be other benefits that come along with it, but I am not going to be deeply skilled in philosophy. I'm not going to be deeply skilled in the tools that deeply help and heal people. And so I'm going to actually intentionally choose this more uphill battle so that I can have that skill set um, in my toolkit and that I can really like embody this philosophy of natural medicine for my healing and for the healing of those around me. And we've had so many different conversations because everything leading up to this podcast recording had to do with like, okay, what's the premise of my show, purpose and passion. But Tim, you just answered it. <laughs> you know, I became a man on a mission and you did it at such a young age, maybe not consciously aware and seeing how it's evolving now. And the reason we are in this mastermind group is you're taking it to that next level because not only is it all the <clears throat> things of naturopathic medicine. Now you're working on the inside, on the emotional intelligence, right? I love that. Yes. So did you get emotional intelligence from the book? Like, would you like to explain to others what emotional intelligence is for those that are listening in the audience? I know that there's a great book called Emotional Intelligence. I don't know if that's where, you know, um, your practice or your understanding or, yeah. Anyways, let's, let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so, you know, uh, life, life can be a wonderful journey at times. And I think there's this importance of also trusting in the process as life presents itself. And so, you know, I, I was in, uh, in school, in medical school in Portland, Oregon. And, you know, I went down to San Francisco for a conference and I was out dancing one night 
And I just randomly started talking to this girl while we were out dancing and we exchanged numbers. And a couple of weeks later, she's like, meet me in Vegas. And I was like, what are you talking about? Meet me in Vegas, you know? Okay, okay, maybe, sure. And long and the short, this basically total stranger um, told me about this emotional intelligence leadership program that was based out of Las Vegas. And kind of perfectly, I had already been kind of asking the universe for, you know, I, there's gotta be people, there, there must be people on this planet who are like deeply skilled in emotions, in leadership, in this training. I don't know where they are. It's one thing to read it in a book and it's another thing to like experience it full on in person. And so kind of ironically, like in the back of my mind, I'd already been asking the universe for like a training program. And then I travel to San Francisco, I'm out dancing, I meet this person who then tells me about this other program that happens to be in Las Vegas. Okay, so, so that's where I first got exposed to emotional intelligence. I didn't even know that name up until then, but it is a, it's the, the program is called Choice Center, Choice Center University, and it's in Las Vegas. And the focus of the program is emotional intelligence and leadership training. And the idea of emotional intelligence, it's so simple. It's you know, we look at intelligence, when we think of the word intelligence, we think of like book smarts, right? And that's like one, only one aspect of intelligence, but there are so many other layers of intelligence. Like when you walk by and someone's having a bad day, right? Like their, their father just passed away. How do you handle that situation? How do you show up for that person? How do you show up space? How do you show up, um, provide them space? How do you listen deeply? How do you reply in a meaningful, important way? You know, how do you connect with people in a meaningful way? How do you engage in empathy? You know, and so part of what this program did was it opened up this new pathway in allowing me to access the emotional intelligence that was already within me and to become more skilled in accessing that and using that for my own emotional experience and then also the emotional experience of those around me, including with my patients. And so that I think is one of the gifts, giving another plug here for naturopathic medicine is we really in, in embark on this therapeutic relationship with doctor and patient. And you know, for those who choose, it also encompasses this emotional intelligence-based experience where we're connected as, as you know, um, a therapeutic pair, not just, you know, two isolated human beings who are working on your medical condition type of a thing. Right. Isn't, isn't it amazing how, when you put it out to the universe, how it somehow comes back and you can't ask, you can't say it has to be this way or anything. I've just learned in my own experience, just put it out and let the universe, <laughs> let the universe work behind the scenes. To be, right. I knew for myself, I wanted to grow this podcast because I needed so many people to hear the messages. It wasn't anything for my own benefit, but it was a message for me that was so deeply embedded in like, a, like what I was telling you, like a calling that I felt like when I truly went internally, I mean, when I went inside and looked at the deeper programs that were set and that's emotion-based, right? Everything from your life experiences from being a child, right? All the way to an adulthood, there's certain programs and certain stories that you tell yourself. And so that becomes those things that, that either 
consciously or subconsciously allow you to make decisions. But when you, when you, when you go deep inside, when you either use practices of meditation or you listen and you clear that energy, you open up a conduit and a space for it to come through, I believe. And for, yes, and for so much, you know, all, all good things to come through and for you to create like a different vibrational frequency to meet so many different people. So I know our conversations, hopefully uh, you and I have had so many different conversations offline, but um, I, I, what I do, I just didn't want to confuse some people with like some of the, the things that we're, we're talking about when it gets into like vibrational frequencies and talking about spirituality. Is spirituality a big part of your life? Huge part of my life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, um, you know, I was, I was raised Catholic and I was, I was, I was very much so into Catholicism. You know, I was an altar boy, youth group president, you know, I taught church school, you know, kind of all the things. And where I am now in my life is, you know, I'm not like a super thorough studier of religion, but I have read about many different religions and I look for the truths that I experience in, in them for myself. So when I read about Buddhism, you can see my Buddha back here. I love this Buddha. He's been with me for, for many years now, you know, kind of like what you were mentioning, like you know, that calling that you mentioned, like you felt a calling to do this podcast. Like there was something that like tapped you on the shoulder. There was something inside of you that you connected with. I have been practicing that skill for myself in, in, in a multitude of areas of my life, including with, you know, spiritual truths. If we're going to get woo-woo for a second, why not? Let's dance the dance. But, you know, really like what stands out for me? What stands out true for me? What, what really resonates with me, my soul, my spirit, whatever that is. And that has become an increasing part of my daily life. Like knowing that I'm more than just my physical body, knowing that I may not have all of the answers of what is that greater purpose, what is that greater intelligence, but that there is something here and that we are not just, each person is not their own isolated island, but there is a thread that connects each and every one of us and that there is some sort of greater, you know, power and presence and connectivity that unites us. And that if we choose to, and I think this is a really important part in the process, we can choose to ignore it, right? Like, we can choose to not tap into our emotional selves, our spiritual selves, you know, our divine selves. Or if we get out of our own ways and we allow the process to occur, what is inherently a part of us can naturally be present and we can tap into the fullness of who we are, including our spiritual nature. And you know, that has been a series of learning and unlearning and relearning and unlearning and relearning and learning and learning. And uh, it's been quite the journey and dance, but my spiritual life is an incredibly integral part of my life. And I'm constantly practicing bringing that forth in the most meaningful way into other areas of my life as well. And most importantly now, no coincidence for us with this mastermind group is into my, into my area of business. You know, like I think 
so often we think of spirituality and business as like two separate things, but it's like whatever, and whether you own your own business or whether you work for someone like you can bring your spirituality into your workplace, into your work environment, into your work. You know, one of the things I love about Tony Robbins that he says is, you know, um, entrepreneurship or, or owning your own business, it's a spiritual game. Business is a spiritual game. It's about how do you bring the most value to the most number of people in the most meaningful way? And money is just simply an energetic exchange of that whole process. So, you know, yeah, right? Doesn't that just feel so good? Oh my gosh, and I love that. So that has been my most recent exercise is not just bring spirituality into my personal relationships, but how do I embody spirituality into my business world so that I can add the most value to the most number of people's lives in a really fun, playful, engaging way. Right. No, it's interesting that you say that. I'm here in the studio with my producers and the, my first pilot episode had to do with that. We, we touched on that. We said, mm -hmm. money is just an energetic exchange. And if people can, can see it, I know it's, Sometimes the concept might be a little bit hard to grasp, but even energy, your own energy is your currency. And it's how you choose to, how you choose to use it in exchange with others. And sometimes, you know, we go through life, uh, you know, they're trying to understand that, you know, it's, it's exactly what you were talking about. There's that emotional intelligence where you're saying that it can be incorporated and merged together. And Tony Robbins is a perfect example of, uh, you know, a wonderful luminary. He teaches that. Mm -hmm. And I know you have a date with destiny next week. Ooh, yes. <laughs> this Friday, actually, just a few days away. Oh my gosh. I'd love for you to come back and share what that's, that's like. I think this is just a prelude like in a stepping stone to get you ready energetically for that life-changing moment. I have been wanting to do that for so many years. And I'm so glad I, I, I'm so happy for you that you're going to be able to do it. Uh, have you been a, uh, a longtime follower of Tony Robbins? I would say on and off. Yes. Uh, for the last several years, but really kind of more seriously, over the last like year or two, I've been following a lot of his stuff, audio programs, and I did business mastery about a year and a half ago, ironically, also in Vegas. It's actually kind of a funny thing. Vegas has become like my platform, you know, of spiritual transformation. Like if I, <laughs> I did business mastery there, <laughs> I've done a million leadership trainings there. Like most people go to Vegas to get wild and, you know, rowdy, but I've been going there to like change my life. So, um, <laughs> that's been really fun but yeah really more seriously over the last couple of years um, I've been doing his programs in person and uh, audio and you know now because of COVID virtually as well <clears throat> okay so let me let, let's take it to this year this year has been transformational for, for many people uh, could you could you share with us what this year has been like with you has it affected you know how if it has if it has affected your business how did you shift like <clears throat> what were some of those things that you had to do to shift due to quarantine oh my gosh um so many things yes 2020 has been a very interesting year you know fortunately for me because my business was already online um, it was not a catastrophic change. And because it's online learning and people are now at home, you know, having lots of time on their hands, it actually hasn't been horrible for me for business. In some ways, we've actually seen a good amount of growth this year because of being an online learning platform. 
And um, yeah, I mean, actually to that end, we were already planning pre-COVID to do a virtual event, which we ran at the end of September, Homeo Summit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, COVID, I mean, maybe honestly helped us in that sense because people wanted something to do. We had, we had over 16,000 people participate in the event. So, so business has been, fortunately, I'm very blessed, you know, me and my team, things have been good for us, busy for us, um, organizing all the things. Um, but personally, that's a different matter altogether. Because I was just going to say, here we go, Kim. I'm going to now let's take it to the personal side. Yeah, I knew she was going to go there. I knew it. <laughs> I, was like, I was just trying to, I was trying to prep you for a little bit. I was like, could you see my eyes? I was like, let's yeah. <laughs> And again, I mean, like you and I have such great conversations. I love our conversations. Yeah, I love them. And, and kudos to you for saying, let's just do this on the podcast. Let's talk about whatever you want to talk about. But this is where really the biggest lessons sometimes come through on a personal level. How has 2020 changed you? So first of all, I want to say, and I'm, I realize that what I'm about to say is probably going to be interpreted incredibly controversially. And, you know, also from my place of being very fortunate with business as things are, COVID has been one of the greatest gifts of my lifetime. I have, I don't know if anyone else on, on there who's listening, like, I have been begging the world to just stop for five minutes so I could just get myself in order. Life has been feeling like it's been going so fast. It feels like there's not a, a chance to just take a breath and just breathe and like reevaluate. And I've been feeling that way for years now, you know? And I feel like with COVID, one of the greatest gifts that it's given us is this opportunity to just pause, breathe. And if we, well, and if we choose to, I guess with all of this, if we choose to pause, breathe, and look within. And so as soon as I knew that we were going into quarantine, I was like, Miller, you got two choices. You can go get those bonbons and you can sit and watch TV every single day. And I'm not going to judge you if you do that. I would understand if you chose to do that. Or the body that you said you've been wanting to create, the self-awareness that you've been saying that you've been wanting to create, and you've been using not having enough time, not having enough whatever as an excuse, well, literally the whole world has just changed and has literally just given you and anyone else who chooses to partake in it an opportunity to do those things that you've always said that you've wanted to do. And so in that moment, I made the decision that I was gonna make this the best year of my life. And so in doing so, I started working out consistently you know, before, I mean, I would take care of myself decently, like, okay, I started working out at least five days a week, very consistently. I've transformed my body. When other people were gaining weight in COVID, I've lost like 15 pounds and, and gained a lot of muscle, been feeling really good about my physical health. I also like, to I mean, I, I keep a pretty tidy apartment as it is, totally revamped my apartment, tidy things, organized things, move shelves around, drawers around, this around, that around you know, um, and really did a lot, have been doing, have been doing a lot of personal work. Not having social outlets, I live alone, especially not having physical touch, having just ended a relationship before COVID started. So terrible idea, do not end your relationship before COVID starts, you know, missing out on physical touch and, you know, affection, all those things. It has brought so much awareness 
unavoidable awareness to the surface around who I am, what my needs are, and out of almost force, I've had to learn to take care of those needs myself, as many of them as possible. So this journey has been an incredibly uncomfortable one, but also seeing where are the wounds that I have, what are any residual maybe traumas that I have from childhood, from relationships, from wherever they might be, and who am I? Like so much of my identity in the past has been born out of the people that I spend time with or the things that I do. But now that I'm not hanging out with those same people because I'm at home by myself, now that I'm not doing those same things that I did, who is Timothy Mark Miller underneath all those layers? Like what is my core? What is my essence? And this has been a question that I'm continuing to live in of who exactly am I? What, what makes me tick? What am I passionate about? Lisa, like what we've been talking about, what is my purpose, you know? And really sitting with these things and beginning to explore how that is for me and, and where I want this to take me, where I want this to go. And so, you know, as I say, it's been an incredibly uncomfortable time, but it's been a time of self-awareness and it's been a time of cultivating self-reliance. And I am incredibly grateful for that because I am realizing increasingly that so many of the needs that I have or thought that I have are maybe actually not needs at all. They're just wants or two, they're needs that are needs that I thought that I needed someone else to fill for me, but actually, and most importantly, and most thoroughly, those are needs that really only I can give myself. Yes, yes. Oh, doesn't that feel so good? Oh my God. Because I, I had the same transformational year, absolutely. It was very, very difficult. I mean, most beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Like beautiful, painful year of growth, right? I mean, there's, there's, there's so much polarity to it, right? At the time, it's painful because as you're, you're trying to figure out, like, what are childhood wounds? What are uh, codependencies? What yeah. are fear of abandonment? Fear of abandonment. Oh. And how do you have all of them? You're just like, I never knew I had these issues. Right? <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> Alone. And just to give you an example, like I have a really close girlfriend and, and she's gone through something very, you know, it was a very tough experience. And she's like, is it, is it wrong to not want to be alone? And I said, no. I said, in fact, that's your natural nature you know, to feel like I don't want to be alone when something, you know, like either tragic or traumatic happens. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's almost the universe or God asking you to sit with yourself, to pull all of these feelings up, to heal them. Because you really, there's no other way to heal it other than yourself. Because if not, you will constantly be looking for some, something or someone outside of who you are to, to fill that gap and void. And until yeah. you do the work, see, I feel like I've even learned from all of my guests and all, all I am really is just a facilitator to ask the right questions to maybe whether you know your purpose or you don't know your purpose, whether you're on the road, this is what 8 billion is about, is like sitting down, sharing stories. And I, I, I don't know, it sounds to me like you're very well along your way and life is always going to be ever evolving. So you might think it might be this, but just go with the flow and allow the universe and God and spirit, yeah. you know, to work through you. 
Thank you for saying that. And also, I want to acknowledge you. You have the you, you're in, you're the one in the real hot seat, and <laughs> your job is the most important. You know, another another quote from Tony Robbins is, "The quality of the question is the quality that determines your life." You know, and asking quality questions is the most important thing that we can do. You know, our brains. What what is the job of the mind? The job of the mind is to answer questions, and we get to choose what those questions are. And so I want to acknowledge you for doing the podcast, period, and also for bringing to the table the fullness of who you are and asking the quality of questions that you do, because that's where that's where the revelation really gets to happen. That's where the juice really comes from, is from you facilitating that. No, it's pretty crazy that you say that, right? Like how the, the quarantine changed you. I was one of those people. So I ran and I trained for marathons. Um, I didn't drink alcohol when everyone was drinking alcohol the first month, right? Then like when it started switching, I was like, oh, I know I have a calling. I don't know exactly what it is. This is before I even started live streaming. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll have a few sips of wine. You know, like I just do it in moderation, but I I switched over when everyone had already gained weight and all that (laughs) kind of stuff. And then I was like, yeah, I can enjoy the bonbons, but it felt really like sometimes that's what some people say, like, what is my purpose? What is my passion? Sometimes you just have to allow, like, uh, you just have to listen. If you can get mm-hmm. that space of just listening and being still, you'll start, you know, it'll start, the core will start to resonate and, and the sun will start to shine and, and the light will start to come out. And I didn't know, I just felt this big urge to just start in July and I had no clue what it was going to be. And then I was just looking at my, my social media and then I I have a friend who started a a social media app and it just blew up like crazy and I was like that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna get on and I'm gonna start a channel and talk to everyone and from there it's just and I I felt like I did have I I felt like I did have God or the universe imparting that upon me just start and we'll guide the way you don't need to know a hundred steps in front of you just take that Mm -hmm. step and we'll guide you will like carry you and so yeah sometimes these interviews make me so like emotional because I get to share my story through each interview as well because it's we connect on such a on such a different level but anyways okay so thank you so much for sharing that personal part of you where do you see yourself what's 2021 gonna look like for you I mean you know yeah I think for me I think really embracing embracing the discoveries and realizations that I've been having and launching, you know, working with people in a different way, um, working with people in coaching, working with people in, you know, private programs, small group coaching, live trainings, all of those things. I really see myself going that route. And for naturopathic CE, you know, I've been building a team of really awesome people like, oh my gosh, they are so smart and on it and they care. They've got great hearts. So I see myself continuing to foster and build this team and expand the offerings that we have in terms of online coursework and expand the topics, expand, you know, for the communities that we serve and really just keep, keep on keeping on and keep supporting people in you know, learning, having access to quality information that we personally curate. 
Oh, that's amazing. And so if anyone is interested in any of the work that you do to learn a little bit more about naturopathic medicine, is there a way to learn more about yourself, Dr. Timothy Miller, or the businesses that you have and what, you, what you're potentially going to be offering up in the next probably month or so? I think you did launch I did. I've launched two programs. Um, and you are so sweet. Thanks for you're so sweet. Thank you for your support. Um, and yes, you know, you can check out my website, which is drtimothymiller.com, uh, which is dr. So drtimothymiller.com. Um, and you can also check out the naturopathic CE website. Do your best. Google will we'll do the rest. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that. And um, yeah, check it out. I, we, I love learning, love teaching, you know, love supporting people. And both of these businesses, you know, these platforms are way, are way that we can do that together. Amazing. So let me ask you, if there is uh, a message, like a time capsule, Chris, I'm going to take this one from you. If this is a time capsule and we fast forwarded, you know, many years and we weren't on this planet anymore. Is there, if you had a platform to speak for a few minutes, what would you say to humanity? (laughs) (laughs) Do you like this one, Dr. Tim? (laughs) You know, the quote, the the thing that's coming to my mind, so I feel like I need to honor it, is the quote from Joseph Campbell, which is, follow your bliss. And my amendment, and that's so good, and my amendment to that is without attachment and allowing it to change. And I say that because something that brings us bliss in this moment, maybe a relationship, maybe a certain food, maybe a certain job, maybe a certain friendship, something in this moment that brings us bliss, five years from now, a year from now, three weeks from now, 10 years from now, maybe that same thing no longer serves us, no longer is part of our bliss, and we don't need to hold attachment to or disallow that truth because of the past. So my message to myself and to everyone else is follow your bliss without attachment and with allowing it to be what it actually is. That's amazing. I love that. I definitely love that. And I, you know, we talked about this. Uh, This is going to, I really hope that 8 billion does become a legacy. Oh my God, I will. Are you kidding me with you behind it with the rankings? Well, I can't do 8 billion. (laughs) I can't do 8 billion. I could tell as many stories as this life will allow me to, but there's so many more to come. And I do hope that as, as we move forward into this new era of living and being that that I think hopefully they'll look back and they're, they're going to say, they live that way. (laughs) (laughs) They had to deal with all that stuff. Yeah. We're the front runners in, in, in changing the trajectory of, of the way everyone treats each other. So, yeah. Yeah, but then, yes. So it's been absolutely amazing having you on the show. I am so fortunate because even after the show, I get to still be friends with you, but 
everyone in the audience, Dr. Timothy Miller is an amazing soul. And if you reach out to him, ask him questions, you know, look for coaching, ask him to teach you, he will, he, I'm sure he wouldn't mind extending his friendship to you as well. So thank you so much for being on 8 Billion Podcast. And I look forward to having you back on again. Can't wait. Bring it on. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching the 8 Billion Podcast. If you are interested in the show or any information there, please visit me on my website at www.8billionpodcast, or excuse me, 8billionproject.com. Thank you again, and we'll catch you on the next show. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If it's moved you in any way, please review and share your thoughts or text me your thoughts at 949-247-2800.